This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Well, I trust everything's all right at your house. Bless your heart. This is your good friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm delighted for the privilege of sharing with you once again by way of radio from God's Word. What we try to do is to put a handle on it so that you can get hold of it for yourself and apply it to your own life. The Word of God is forever true whether or not anyone reads or believes it, but it becomes of value when you and I apply it to our own lives. We try to put a handle on it for you by God's grace and by the enablement of the indwelling Holy Spirit of God who, uh, as one of his tasks, has the interpretation of God's truth for our hearts. We're looking at Psalm 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. All of the things that can happen under the heading of evil. Now he's talking about physical dying. We have plenty of troubles that happen while we're living. But physical dying, I think one of the things that is uppermost in your mind as you think about this is, is it going to hurt? That's the question that a little child very frequently asks when uh, uh, the parakeet dies or whatever. Does it hurt to die? And of course, I've never been there yet, so I can't tell you. I remembered old Dr. Woodland, who uh, was our family doctor uh, in the old days in Philadelphia. Uh, he came one day when I was very sick with the flu, I think it was, or the grip or whatever I had, I don't remember. But I was miserable and complaining, and he looked at me and prescribed some medicines or other, and he says, well, for whatever comfort it is, you'll feel a lot better than this the day you die. <laughs> he says, you, you feel much worse when you're sick, and you're going to get better than when, when you're dying. Well, that may be true. But uh, it, it, it is a question that, uh, that does hang over us. What's it feel like? Does it hurt? Uh, is it a struggle? Well... I don't know. I've watched people as they slipped away into eternity. As a minister, of course, all of us pastors and ministers have that uh, sometimes heartbreaking uh, duty. Uh, and people live differently and they die differently. But the point is, it's not an evil thing to contemplate. It's not a trouble. It's not a threat to contemplate the cessation of your physical life. Why? Because he's there. He's got his hand on you. He's going to take you across. And he's not going to drop you. He didn't bring you this far to drop you now, I often say to my friends. You don't have to fear the trouble and the evil of, of physical discomfort or pain or agony because he's there. Oh, yes, he is. A minister friend of mine went to call on a lady who was uh, afflicted with a terminal form of cancer and was in great pain, constantly suffering great pain. And she didn't like to take the pain-deadening drugs because she wanted her mind to be clear. And so there she lay suffering intense, intense pain. Well, uh, my minister friend said, I'm going to pray for you now. And she said, breaking into the conversation, what are you going to pray for? 
Oh, he said, I'm going to ask that God will ease your suffering and that he will, that he will be with you and that he'll bless you and that he'll strengthen you and that he'll comfort you. And she said, oh, pastor, she said, that's not it. Pray that I won't waste all this suffering, that somehow it'll pay out for the glory of God. Pray that I won't waste all this suffering. Now that is a different point of view, isn't it? I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. God can sanctify pain, suffering, tears, sorrow, heartbreak, business reversals, the failing of your health, misunderstanding among people, your dear ones and relatives misunderstand something that you've done and, and your feelings are hurt. God can sanctify our sensations, our experiences, and our feelings. Have you learned that? We have, the writer to the Hebrews says, we have a high priest who can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He, if you're tired, he knows how you feel. If you're hurt, he knows how you feel. If you've been neglected and snubbed, he knows how you feel. If you tried hard but failed and you're despondent over your failure, he knows how you feel. So that Paul, having learned this, said, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For when I'm weak, then by God's grace, I'm strong. Do you follow that? Thou art with me. I'll fear no evil. The, the, the physical incapacitation, discomfort, pain, and even agony that may be associated with crossing from this life to the next is not a threat to you because he's there. I think everybody wonders what will happen after you've gone in terms of your children and grandchildren and all of that. And there again, you can trust your dear ones with the Lord. Someone told me years ago the story of the father of Paul Rader. There were three Rader brothers that are remembered now for their work for the Lord. Paul, the evangelist, Luke, a Bible teacher and evangelist, and Lyle Rader, who also was a great soul-winning Christian. Paul and Luke and Lyle, none of them Christians at the time when the elder father Rader lay dying. But he had prayed for them so faithfully through the years. Paul Rader actually was a, was a, a boxer. He had a tremendous physique and uh, was quite an athlete. I don't know what the other brothers were, were developing into, but at that point, none of them knew the Lord. But the father was praying. Well, you know how thoughtless people can be. And so someone visiting the old man as he lay dying said, well, said, don't you feel bad because none of the children are saved? Oh, he said, no, he said, I'm trusting God's promise. Thou shalt be saved and thy house. He said, I've committed them to the Lord and I know that they'll be saved. And he died triumphant, not despondent. Uh, the end of that story is that within a year or so, all of the family were brought to Christ. And Paul Rader, as you know, was known all over the world as a great evangelist and uh, won thousands upon thousands of people to Christ. I will fear no evil. Are you, are you, are you fearing, beloved, about your family? You wonder what will happen with those dear grandchildren that are growing up. You wonder if they get off into the wrong crowd and get mixed up with drugs and all that, and your heart just sinks, and you think, I won't be around to say or do anything that would help. You don't have to fear. God is still on the throne. He's still on the job. He hasn't forgotten you. He's not going to quit answering your prayers after you've gone over into the presence of your Lord. He's going to keep on answering them. George Mueller prayed for many years for the salvation of a few people, 
One of them was saved within a comparatively short time. Another one was brought to Christ after a good many years. And uh, still another was as yet not converted, they tell me, when George Mueller passed away, but was brought to Christ after his death. God doesn't quit when you and I are finished with our physical life. You don't have to fear about that. Now I'm talking to some folk who've been active in Christian work and you've built up quite a ministry. And you think to yourself, well, if I were to die, what would happen to my ministry? Well, that, my friend, is something else that you can leave in complete confidence with your blessed Lord. God will carry on his work. He buried Moses, but he had Joshua all ready to take up the work. God buries his workmen, but he carries on his work, someone has said. You don't have to fear about what's going to happen to your work and your ministry. No, you don't. Now, to take sensible human steps, if you're in business, to take sensible human steps, for, for instance, for a succession of leadership in your business, is good sense. To take sensible steps of uh, uh, protecting your ministry as best you can and providing for some succession of leadership, that's good sense. I recall when my good friend Warren Wiersbe told me that someone had approached him about uh, casting in his lot with Back to the Bible broadcast. And he wasn't sure about it at the time. He just didn't know how it might work. But dear brother Theodore Epp, who of course is now with the Lord, he was sure about it. And so he kept on exploring the possibilities and working them out. Warren Wiersbe, with his genial and gracious and always challenging thoughts, is carrying on that ministry. The ministry keeps on, even though Theodore Epp has now gone into the presence of his Lord. Incidentally, this has nothing to do with the Bible teaching. I'll just throw it in free. I owe a great deal to Theodore Epp in that one day while we were sharing a hamburger together out on Route 30 um, near Winona Lake, Indiana, I said, well, t teach me something. What, uh, what's the Lord been doing for you? Uh, well, he said, I've been praying earnestly that God would give me a new touch by the time I'm 50. He said, I'm coming up on 50, and I've just been praying that God would give me a new touch. And uh, that struck a chord in my own heart, because at that point, I was, I think, maybe 47 or 48, and I thought, I'm going to start praying that God will give me a new touch and a new dimension to my life when I turn 50. And I did. Well, on June 7, 1962, it suddenly dawned on me, here I am, 50 years old, and God has put me in a new job as president of the college with a new challenge and so much of responsibility that it just staggers me to think about it. It's more than I can handle unless I go to my knees and trust God. It is indeed the answer to that prayer. Theodore Epp started me on that, and I'll, when I get to glory, I'll thank him again. <laughs> well, anyhow... God carries on his work. You don't have to worry about your ministry, beloved. God isn't going to let it fall. He is going to keep on keeping on in his perfect purposes, glorifying his name. Be sure of that. Nothing can be wrong with what God has planned. Once you've settled that, you're at peace. I will fear no evil, for thou aren't with me. Oh, by the way, good advice is one thing, but the presence of a person is something entirely different. 
you and I may talk to each other as I'm speaking with you now about these truths. And you can, you can agree with them. I hope you do because they're all true. But that doesn't make you feel much different. You know, good advice, if you're crying, good advice doesn't make you stop crying. Did you, did you notice that? You ladies, of course, are allowed to cry. We men aren't, aren't supposed to. But, uh, dear lady, you're, you're crying about something and a friend comes up to you and pats you on the shoulder and says, Don't cry. Does that make you feel better? No. Actually, it makes you feel a little resentful because you think the individual doesn't understand how bad off you are. <laughs> advice and lectures don't make us feel any better. But the presence of a wonderful person, our blessed Lord, makes the difference. Oh, seek his presence. If you're feeling down today, if you're afraid today, if you're sick today, if you're broke today, if you're hurt today, seek your blessed Lord. His presence makes the difference. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And once you touch by faith the hem of his garment, you will feel differently. You'll be encouraged, and you'll go on to be a victor by his grace. Dear Father, today, may we have that delightful experience of thy presence, even in the things in life that would threaten us. Through Jesus our Lord, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.